calling all pigeons. This is episode 24 of I Guess We'll Do It That Way. Today, we are here with my boy, Bryce J. McGuire, very talented writer and director working out here in Hollywood, and uh, he's going to tell us a story. Quick spoiler, though, this guy has a project at Warner Brothers and yet another project with my boy, Stevie Spielberg. I guess we'll do it that way is presented by Mama Bear Studios. Mama Bear's mission is to create entertaining works of art that explore our humanity. Here's episode 24. How's his voice now? Hello, Bryce McGuire reporting oh, for 397. Okay. My goodness. How are we doing? Oh, there you go. Okay, got you. I, I feel like I've died and gone to heaven. I got two handsome men talking to me. Their resonant voices coming right through my headphones. John, it's beautiful. Do you have no idea how I look? Do not, please, do not presume that I'm handsome. Everybody, calm not. down. No one's handsome. Everybody, <laughs> shut up. Actually, your John, your voice is handsome. Can you please describe your physical appearance in detail? Because I, I want to, sure. I want to, I want to imagine you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I understand that. Um, I've just had know, this just voice in my head for so long. You know, I just want to sure. put a picture to it. Well, first I've got to sur- I've got to describe my surroundings. Right now I'm on a I'm on a soiled mattress. Ooh. I haven't left mm. this mattress for 6 or 7 days. Why, John? Uh, What's keeping you there? I weigh about 457 pounds. Last time I was weighed it was on an animal scale. <laughs> <laughs> an elephant scale. I feel so honored to be talking to you guys though, honestly, because the truth is I think I might be the only one of the three of us that's actually listened to an episode of this podcast. Oh. I've listened to three episodes, Isaiah. I resent that. Which ones? Did you start at the beginning? I listened Not to episode... Not possible, you wouldn't be here. No, I did. I listened <laughs> to episode one. I listened to mm-hmm. part three of Isaiah is freaking out unnecessarily, or whatever that was called. Mm-hmm. Um, what was that called? Isaiah Probably a better title than we gave it, but okay. Yeah, I Isaiah. don't know. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Isaiah. Movie meltdown. Blows up the movie. Yeah, there it is. Self-sabotage. Um, I was in episode three of that that series, and then I listened to the most recent episode, uh, which is Isaiah gets stiff-armed, but resolves to make an awesome movie. Mm. That's kind yeah. of the, that's kind of the whole show. Yeah. Right. Now, Br- Bryce, I have, no, I have in- no evidence at this point that Bryce actually has listened to any episodes. Um, man, no. The episode about Carmen... Honestly, oh. made me so happy. And why is that? Well, John, I also was raised in a very um, <laughs> insular, small Christian community, so I know all about Adventures in mm. Odyssey. McGee and oh, me, yes. Carmen, Assault of the Singing Sandra. I'm Chris. Hi, I'm Chris. Hi, uh, this is Chris. <laughs> yeah. 4GB, HG3. What's the fuck? What's the the name of the? It doesn't matter. Remember the address at the matter. end? Like, you have to like mail in your your like fan oh, mail. Oh, Colorado to the Springs, Colorado. Yeah, which is where I lived for a time. Oof. Oh, really? Yep, dude. Me and me and Doctor Dobson just palling out fishing in his bass pond. Rude. All right, you house. two lovebirds. Yeah. We're getting ahead of ourselves. Okay, we still so- haven't introduced Bryce. <laughs> You're mm. 500 pounds, very sexy. No, 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 no. <laughs> we got to introduce our guest, then we can talk about John. Um, <clears throat> our guest today is a guy named Bryce Bryce McGuire. I got as mm. I or as I like to call him, Bruce. Mm. Bruce the page he's uh John Bruce Bruce McGuire here mm. was uh was actually named by myself after the patron saint of this podcast, Bruce Springsteen. Ooh, Ooh Bruce. Bruce. Yeah. Um but anyway, here we are, Bryce uh 
who are you? Why are you here? Why am I interviewing you right now? Well, we're not really interviewing. We're just hanging out. We're hanging out. Who are you? We're in the living room of Isaiah's beautiful home in mm. Alhambra, California. Mm. Really about two, three, two streets down, three streets down mm. from myself. We're neighbors. What we're does neighbors. Uh, Alhambra mean, Bryce? Um, I have no idea, John. Mm. Bryce, you would know that if you listen to the podcast. <laughs> what, did, what, what, did we, what did we figure out that it meant? Like red, red brick, red or brick, or something like oh. that. I think we've That's had okay. enough of this. Now you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, Bryce is a filmmaker, and uh, we Bryce is working with Mama Bear a little bit at this point. We're producing some projects. Um, you know, seeing uh, seeing if we can get some stuff off the ground. Bryce keeps trying to make eye contact with me. Uh, I am we're not, sitting. I, right I'm literally. My goal is to not break eye contact. We're for sitting. The we're sitting about. This six sounds like a horror of, movie. I might just Are, get a little tired, and we might accidentally kiss. That's how close. It sounds we are. like but, but a like, uh, but horror through, movie written by Jean Paul Sartre. <laughs> <laughs> but like through the little like microphone net, which is way sexier. Mm. Mm. It's called a pop filter. Through the I am pop so filter. glad I am sitting alone in my creepy basement by myself. I can I'm tell you that. So jealous. John, you would walk out if this is. I, I think if, you, wait, John, if you're being subjected to this, you, you would be walking out right now. So wait, John, um, you're a father. I am. Yeah, I have two How sons. Many, you have two sons. What what ages? I do. Uh, they are soon almost ten. They'll be oh, ten wow. in a few weeks and seven. Ten and seven. Okay, so I have a two and a half year old son whose name is Louis. Gotcha. Um, great. And um, healthy. Yeah, everything cool. good. Strong. Yeah. Hail. Yeah. Strong wonderful. And pale. Hail, hail! Sorry, Hard, oh, what do they say? Like, Hardy and hail. Like my white he nationalism. Is, like you pale, are white, nice pale, correct, right? sir? Uh, I'm because I'm going to have to terminate this. Argentinian on my mother's side. But he I'm is basically white, Irish, is, and Argentinian. He is quite pale, though. Okay, so Louis, that is. I'll just Louis treat you. Yeah. I'll just treat you with prejudice and not outright hatred. Okay, that's fair. Okay, so um, two I'm also an ethnic American. You know, my my background's Greek. I'm half Greek. Oh, nice, dude. I represent, man, the, the forefathers of all Western civilization. Dude, thank you so much for your contribution. You're welcome. There's the, um, <clears throat> there was a movie. What was the, There was a movie, an indie movie back in the day. It's called uh, Ghost World. Did you guys ever see that? Hell no. No, dude, the graphic novel is awesome, though. Yeah, it's based on the graphic it's novel. Really it's good. got um, Steve Buscemi in it yep. and yep. Those, those two like kind of loner chicks that were popular yep. back when I was a kid. Um, yeah. One of them might have been in Heather's. I don't know. But one of the lines in that movie is uh, there's a Greek guy and like a redneck that keep getting into fights. That's you and me. Exactly. <laughs> and the guy says, uh, you know, show some respect. We invented democracy. And the guy says, you also invented homos. <laughs> what? And then the guy, the next line. line is the guy says, fuck you. And the other guy says, you got to buy me dinner first, which is a great. Uh, That's a good comeback, dude. <laughs> uh, These are great lines all around. Some but good yeah, dialogue. It's a good it's movie. Good. You should watch it. I'm going to watch it. So you live in L.A. You make horror movies. Is that right? Wow. Very reductive. Um, but yes, that <laughs> is true. you are what? Did we establish <laughs> there it? Is right? no, there is absolutely no alternative <laughs> narrative there. That's exactly what Bryce does. I make movies. Some of them are scary. Uh-huh. Okay. Some of them are funny. Bryce, could you, um, could you tell us about some of the not scary movies that you've made? Well, speaking of rednecks... <laughs> I have a show called hmm. Florida Man. Ooh, Bryce oh, does have wow. a show, it's which is Florida Man. Basically, the premise is the the penis shaped peninsula that we know and love mm. sinks into the ocean and disappears forever, which is happening, just not that fast. Oh. 
And yeah. there's one lone survivor who is this kind of like sun-leathered, pathological, redneck folk hero who is Florida man. And every episode is like this kind of larger-than-life, absurd story he tells about the lost land of Florida to his anthropology students. And they're completely impossible, ridiculous, vulgar, and absurd. But there's no one to fact-check him because they're all dead. And so it's kind of like Big Fish on Bath Salts where it just gets like completely oh un- unreliable wow, narrator. Great line. <laughs> Bryce, Bryce has been pitching this, I think. You've well, been, yeah, you've I'm, used I'm about that line to, I, I have used that line. I'm about, about to pitch this um, to a bunch of uh, cable channels and networks to try and upsell it. It's with a producer now, the guy who did like Breaking Bad, but we're about to take that pitch out um, with a pilot and a, like, a little mini Bible and see if we can get someone crazy enough to make that show. What do you um, mean mini fun. Bible? John, real quick, let me just make sure that um, did Bryce uh, sufficiently impress you with his cool credentials yet? Or should we keep well, going I, for a minute? You know, I am not. So my, my uh, spouse, my life partner, she'll sometimes get like a resume, you know, from yeah. somebody like, hey, I'm in town. My wife is involved in theater. Right. So yeah, p- yeah. anybody that comes in town, like, oh, we just moved back from New York to Chattanooga. And I want to get involved in theater. So they give my wife and probably 50 other people their resumes, right? Yeah. And what frequently happens is somebody will have some amazing resume that's like, I wrote a book. I have this podcast. I've done all this shit. But they're terrible. Yeah. And that's why yeah. they're like here looking for something. Right. So credentials don't necessarily that's mean always so squad. awkward. That's you true. just gave us that. like an amazing pitch for a show that I would 100% watch. Would you right? watch that's that show? That's all I care about. Oh, hundred percent, dude. You know yeah, what, I love John? The premise. I would love, um, actually, for this is for real. I would actually love to have you read it. Isaiah's read it at least a couple episodes. Yeah, I got bored. Um, <laughs> just kidding. It's really good. <laughs> this is where it. you guys hash it all out. That's the end of on your end. friendship on yeah, the podcast. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. No, that could happen. We could get into all that. Oh yeah. Um, we but will. I would, I would, love I would to actually read love. It. I would love to read it just because I feel like I. Um, you're very, you're very bright. You have a good sense of humor. I, I like your style. I would love oh, to get your stop. thoughts on it. No, you got to buy me I, dinner, buddy. Come on, <laughs> call back, uh, dude. I, for genuine though, I would, I would love to send it to you and, and get, get any thoughts. I feel like you'd have some. I appreciate that. Send it to me. I would love to read it. Seriously, I love the idea. <laughs> you know, I do want to say, you and maybe you can incorporate this. all over each other. I can't take much more of this. You know, oh, recently, John, I love you so no, much. I, John, you're so funny. Bryce, your show sounds so good. When are we going to talk about me, goddammit? Hey, Zay, did you get the text where I asked if you could send me a quick pic of him? <laughs> um, but, no. you know, I have heard I that will right now. The reason that you know so much crazy shit about Florida, like, you know, guy has sex with a turtle and gets arrested. Yep. You know, you always hear stories like oh, that. Oh, yeah, dude. I mean, I know why, but I'm, it's not as exciting as my version. It's not. Of, no. But it's okay because, I mean, actually, here's the thing. Tell us why. We'll tell everybody why. They don't know. Okay, so there's a thing called the Sunshine Act, which basically Bingo. allows uh, uh, news, uh, whatever, sites to have access to all the crazies. They're not protected. Basically, anyone can get access to these stories, which is why you have so many crazy stories, because other states have the same things. They're just not um, allowed access because they don't have the Sunshine Act. But we actually, have a slightly less like disgusting version, but it's still kind of yeah. gross. It's called Just Busted. Zane, I've talked about it before, but mm. they put out anybody that gets arrested, not not convicted of a crime, but just yeah. arrested. If you get pulled over and they arrest you, they put your mugshot in the paper with whatever they are accusing you of. You have not been tried. You have That's not even horrible. necessarily been in court for a minute, but <laughs> your picture awful. is out there saying that you got a DUI or that you... <sighs> 
you know, yeah, domestic assault, whatever. It's hor- It's terrible. That's depressing. I do not like that. No. Yeah, the but whole Florida I has like a, it. Yeah, yeah, they have a way crazier <laughs> version where anybody can get access to any public yeah. record, uh, which is not the case in most states. Yeah. Mm. Well, you know, the, yeah, it seems like you should have to have some sort of credentials to be able to access someone's files. It's all exhibitionist right. and, and very gross and, and sensational. Yeah. But there's actually a thing where, like, for two seasons, we play with the fact of, like, Florida is this larger than like life, like, you know, like, you know, modern, like, mythical, like, you know, folk, folk land. And then basically two seasons in, you actually embrace, we actually, we talk about the Sunshine Act and mm-hmm. kind of demystify the whole Florida mythos. And be like, no, no, no! It's everywhere. It's right. just we've created we've created this myth because we like to have this otherness. We like we we, we love to have the ugly we love step to have it. sister yeah, the ugly that we can like beat up yeah. on. Yeah. Do you guys sure. watch The Good Place? No, but I need to. No. There's I've just a really great runner with uh, they make fun of Jacksonville. There's this really oh one God, one dude. really dumb character, and he's always talking about Jacksonville, and he lives for the Jacksonville Jaguars. And uh, <laughs> yes, it's a really Hell good, yeah. it's a really great great running joke. But, I love it. Uh, but also, like Florida actually is fucking insane, and it I is think, crazy too. But I mean, not that I'm not interested in this, but we should bring it full circle. <laughs> uh, no, it's but Bryce, been can so you? Long talking about uh, this is great. I love this. Bryce, can you can you kind of go back really quick? Yeah, yeah prepare to be interrupted i'm gonna tell you yeah. like dude i'm, I'm bored yeah. uh tell us your tell us your your path how you got here and what you're and what you're working on all your exciting okay. projects mm, yay you know you've been on the podcast though sorry to interrupt before you even yeah. start but you know yeah. you've actually been on this podcast when i know there's gonna be like a two three maybe even four minute interlude and I'm so excited because I'm about to hit the mute button, stand up, and urinate <laughs> into a jar. It's a great, a it's a great honor when John takes the time to uh, to urinate in a jar while you're speaking. Or anyway, Bryce. Hey, Bryce. Uh, this seems like a great opportunity, having nothing to do with my bladder, for you to tell us for about two minutes what's going on with you, my dude. Why do you call Isaiah Uncle Zay? When did that start? I think you missed the point of the mute button, my friend. Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I, well, Uncle Zay is um, – he is related to me through marriage. My, he's my wife's cousin. and okay. But more importantly, that honorific of uncle is like – it's – they have real uncles, of course, and they're all great. Right. But it's somebody who like has been in my house, who stayed here, who knows my kids, who hangs out with them. Like that's an uncle. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like my yeah, dad yeah. died when I was a little, my father died when I was a little kid. Right. And I was telling somebody like, yeah, my father died when I was a little kid. My mom remarried and Lou, who I never referred to him as. I always call him my dad. He's my dad. And the yeah. guy stopped me. He was like, no, 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 he's your dad. He raised you. Right. And I was like, yeah, he's like, that's your dad. It's so mm-hmm. true. And like an uncle. Yeah. I mean, my brother's amazing. He's a great dude. And he yeah. is definitely their uncle, but let's say he weren't, he, you got, you know, Zay's more of an uncle in that case than just some yeah. guy who happens to be my brother. For the record, my totally. brother's awesome, and he's a great uncle. Yeah, but. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, anyway, got it. Got it. Bryce, tell sense. me about yourself, my friend. Okay, okay, gotcha. You can pee now. Um, I came out to L.A. seven years ago. Um, I went to a small private liberal arts college in Dayton, Tennessee, where I, like, minored in film or something. Or I, uh, They didn't have a film major, so I just majored in communications. And so Isaiah and I actually knew we met each other in college because Isaiah uh, art kind of started this film festival called the Broad Street Film Festival that I was a part of and had some films there. And like Isaiah threw like this kind of rager after party. And so we knew each other like Isaiah and Drew were the dudes at his school 
and Colton Davey, who was a DP, and myself were kind of the guys at um, at my school that were kind of interested in doing film and kind of serious about it and doing some, you know, cool stuff and were kind of committed. Uh, and then I went to grad school at the American Film Institute. I studied screenwriting, got my Is MFA. That in New York? That's in LA. LA. Yeah, yeah, it's in LA. That's why I moved. So my wife and I got married in June of 2011. We shot a movie in Tennessee called Jesus Fish, which is kind of like Southern Gothic magical realism. How can I see that? It's online. It's um, it's out there. You can definitely see that. It's like a I look for a, it. A, a like this religious con artist and his adopted brother pitted against this kind of like mythic uh, lake monster in this small town in in, in Tennessee. I love the idea of. Um, I, I think this has sort of been done before, but I love the idea of the fake pastor, like the the fake faith healer. Like the Popov guy who yeah, is yeah, definitely yeah, yeah. faking it, who then comes into contact with something real power. he can't explain. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's literally yeah. the premise of, of this. I mean, it was kind of that's heavily cool. inspired by like Flannery O'Connor's Wise Blood and that right. character Hazel Motes, which I, mm. I'm a huge, especially in college, I was a huge um, Southern lit dude. So I like Flannery. Um, I, I haven't read Wise Blood, but I love her short stories. Yeah, yeah, me too. Me too. Wise Blood is great. It's, it is definitely worth reading. And the movie's actually pretty good too. Um, but. Made that made that film and literally we we drove off of set at five a.m. in the morning with everything we owned packed in a uh, tiny little shitty gold Saturn from two thousand and one, like that was just so small and everything we owned in our entire lives were crammed into this little four seater Saturn and we drove across the country uh, very quickly and the next day I started grad school, so that was stupid. Whoa. What did she do? She didn't know, man. Like, she didn't know what she was even going to do at that point, um, which is kind of why, like, I had this opportunity and we kind of followed that, which, you know, created some tension down the line. I mean, that's this whole thing, mm-hmm. though, is it's kind of like, uh, are we moving here for nothing? And and it's it's mm-hmm. hard because it's it's not like a lot of other things where you can go kind of try out in your hometown if you're serious, you pretty much have to move, you know, and, and that's not to say that people who are not moving are not, you know, potentially still going to make something happen. But at a certain point, yeah, you just got to go. So it's, yeah. it's, it's tricky because mm-hmm. then, yeah, it's, it is part of that. Like, which is, is there an actual causality between being in LA and making it? It's really hard to actually tie those things together but at the end of the day, it's really hard to deny that there's not some sort of correlation between them. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it, it's almost more in that kind of chaos magic way. It's like you are acting upon your ambition. And yeah, by, and by right. doing that, you manifest opportunities, networks, relationships. And, and the lack and of growth, ambition, yeah. whether you're here or anywhere else, is a prerequisite for not making it is, is, you know what I mean? Like yeah, the, the right, things right. that you need to do it are the things that lead you to be like, well, John, you were talking about this, like who was living in the house that I'm in right now in 1910. Right. That is some crazy people. Yeah. I mean, some like yeah. you gotta be crazy to move out here yeah. in the 1800s. Yeah. That's nuts. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. True. And yeah, I mean, it was a, it was a, a big gamble because I remember like realizing, but like you're a kid, you know, you're a 21 year old kid. So you're, right. you're looking at that student loan debt number and you're viewing it as an abstract concept and not thinking about how that's going to affect your credit down the line and your inability to buy a house to, 
get your head above water, you know, 10 years, 20 years in the future, you can't think that far. You're just focused on like, no, I want to like AFI is at that year in the Hollywood reporter, it was ranked the number one film grad school in the world. And so I was just like hyped out of my mind to be like accepted in that yeah. program. And honestly, like I, I don't even quite know how that happened coming from a tiny school in Tennessee. It, so, know, so Bryce, you went to AFI, you were super excited about it. And then you got out of school yeah. And you immediately started getting hired for super, super fancy screenwriting jobs, and you make a shit ton of money, which that, is that's the basic narrative, correct? Exactly what happened. Just immediately, people just started just shoving money. Like it's weird how it happens. It's like when you come out for the gold rush, you're just like, here's your, here's your nug. Yeah. You know, my dad. I've been help, I'm helping my dad build a house yeah. um, down here right now. That's cool. Does it have like, a trap door? It will, yeah, when we're done. Okay, My dad good. is an architect. Damn. You know, he, like, loves building, like, little quirky stuff. And anyway, but he paid me the other day. He's been paying me to help. I tried to refuse, and I was like, dude, come on. You know, I'll help. I'm doing this. For, I'll help you for free. But it's stretching out, so he's like, you know, I'll pay you. Yeah. So he paid me in cash a couple times, and uh, just the other day he was like, hey, do you care if I pay you in gold? <laughs> Sir, Wait, is it, he was gave that, me, that like, real? a 1904 gold Liberty coin. Awesome. That's it's pretty metal, sick. Dude. I mean, it's, uh, sick. it's bizarre though. It's like, what are you gonna? Do? What am I gonna do with this? Bury it. Obviously, put it in your mattress. Give it to my kids. I mean, I'm gonna kids. feel yeah. stupid selling it. I wouldn't. Hold on to it. Yeah, I mean, gold. Yeah, I'm gonna hold you on know to what it. they say. Yeah. So it anyway, weird, though, like I felt like a, I felt like a drug dealer, or not a drug. Dealer. I felt like one of the. There's a guy from you know, St. Wait, Louis that my wife question. told me about. Why don't yep. more drug dealers use gold? I don't know. It's heavy. It's mm. not. It's not. I guess you, you, know, can't you gotta take turn it. gold into Bitcoin. Yeah, yeah, you can. But it's not traceable. You just melt it. I guess, but you, no, you, you, buy you, a you stick the gold into your floppy disk drive, and it turns out as Bitcoin. Everyone knows that. Mm. Oh, <laughs> I forgot. So about I'm assuming. That. I don't actually know this, but I'm assuming Zay was being sarcastic. With yes, the, he was uh, being sarcastic. Very much so. Yeah. No. Um, so yeah. you graduated. What'd you do? Um, I graduated. When did you graduate? I graduated in 2013. I, so I had been directing previous to AFI, but I went to school for screenwriting because I had just done a big short film and I was like, well, what am I really going to get out of the directing program at AFI other than like a, like another basically a comparable short film? And I was like, well, no, like I, I want to be a better writer. I'm going to be writing. And if I choose the writing path, I'll come out of school with a currency, which is having these, these scripts. And so I made right. kind of a strategic move uh as because i'm a survivor you're painting yourself as like at first you painted yourself as this like hapless little deer just taking on student debt and now you're like a conniving mastermind right oh, bryce is a, a bit of a cockroach oh, yeah i am i am a conniving mastermind and w- 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 we can... which is i think one thing that bryce and i like about each other is both of us are just <laughs> we come we seem nice but man we're, we're yeah we're just like you're hustling yeah. yeah exactly which i think yeah you just kind of have to i just but. described somebody I described you as a, to somebody just this morning. I was like, the guy just makes stuff happen by sheer force of will. <laughs> and it's because it's so unlike me, you know, I'm not necessarily like that, but I, mm. and I respect that about you and you too, Bryce. Thanks, Don. Well, we haven't anyway, actually gotten going. to okay, the, the things that Bryce going. has <laughs> actually made happen by sheer force of will. At this point, I just know that he's a broke college student. Yeah, so. yeah, broke college student. <laughs> right, right. So, so I, one of the scripts that I wrote AFI was called Swimming with Monsters. Uh, a producer from USC, from the Stark program, which is a producing program there, she optioned the script. Uh, 
there was a director attached to that script whose name was Tommy Bertelson. Shout out to Tommy Bertelson. So Tommy, we're actually doing a project with Tommy now, but I met him right after AFI because he was the director and I was the writer at that point. Um, and then what happened? And then basically I worked in the school library. I worked at the AFI library for a year. Um, mm-hmm. I, was, I, substitute, I was substitute teaching elementary school in the LAUSD um, system. And I loved that experience. And I was just writing and trying to get stuff going on. So uh, a year after, so, okay. I don't know how granular I need to get. I'll go very, I'll go granular, but quick. The producer who optioned my script, her girlfriend was a manager. Uh, Nagin, who was the producer, sent the script to her girlfriend, Michelle. And she was like, this is really good. What else do you have? And I was like, well, I've got this TV pilot. And so I sent her the TV pilot. She's like, this is really good. What else do you have? And I was like, well, I've got this other feature. And I sent her the other feature. And she's like, this is really good. What else do you have? And I'm sitting there mm. going like, what the fuck do I have to do to get, like, to get signed? And it turned out that I had to make a short film that I directed, like mm. one that was more commercial than Jesus Fish, like played some festivals and had some love, but like, it's too long. It's kind of weird. It's kind of specific. It's kind of arty. And so I, I about a year after AFI, I looked at the, the marketplace and I kind of described it as like a Venn diagram of like, I looked at like the circle of like what things I liked and could live with making, what types of movies. And then yeah. the circle of like what people would actually allow me to make. And mm-hmm. the sliver that overlapped was like, oh, like I grew up watching Hitchcock and loving The Shining and loving Rosemary's Baby and like Polanski mm-hmm. and like cool horror movies from the 70s. And I was like, you know what? Like, let me try. Let me see if I can do that because I actually genuinely kind of like scaring people. As a kid growing up, I would lead my four siblings out into the forest of Colorado and tell them scary stories and get lost on mm. purpose and create like a an experience that they hated me for. But like I've always had this kind of sadistic impulse to freak people out and I kind of get this weird joy from it. Um, mm. Also, if you're the one freaking everyone out, you're in control. If you're the control. one freaking everyone out, you're the one in control, which means you don't get freaked out. You know, when I was a when I was a kid, yeah. I hate to interrupt again, yeah, but please, I just please. this reminds me of something that might elucidate all this. When I was a kid, I was I was a counselor, so I'm like 17, yep. uh, 18 years old. I'm a camp counselor at a Christian camp, yep. and there were it's in the Poconos in Pennsylvania. Okay. And they had a huge bear problem. These bears kept getting back into the camp. And they're they're black bears. You know, they're not dangerous. But if you try to mess with them and their cubs or whatever, you'll get eaten. So I'm a camp counselor. And I got like, you know, 12, 13, 14-year-old kids, I guess. And they're all terrified of this bear, these bears. You know, it's like they're from the city. They're Baltimore County kids that week, I guess. And... I orchestrated this, like, one of the most terrifying pranks that you could yes. play on kids where I, 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 I basically orchestrated like I was getting attacked by a bear. Oh, wow. And I, I walk in. I run into the cabin. I'm like, yo, we, somebody saw a bear. And all the kids are like, oh, shit. They're freaking out. And, and there's another cabin right next to the one where all these kids are huddled in. And they can hear it and see it. But it's dark, you know? So I go into that cabin. And I'm like, I think I heard a bear in there. I open the door. I start banging on everything and screaming like, oh, God, ah! And the kids are just shitting their pants, dude. You're a bad and, person. You know, yeah, I felt terrible about it. But I have that impulse, you know? I don't I really it. have that impulse now. Like with my own children, I would never no, do something yeah. like that. But right. I mean, I build it up. I I was like getting everybody quiet. For, like I just terrified so them, dude. You're a storyteller. You're a storyteller. I can be fun. It's really, it's really fun. I like freaking the kids out. 
Anyway, yeah. so yeah, you love to scare people. I get right. that impulse. So I made I made a short film called The Whistler, which was shot in my apartment for literally like three hundred dollars in one night, and um, as a kind of experiment of like, could I do genre stuff and like, it, it, would it turn out well? Would I enjoy it? And mm. it, it turned out pretty good. I really had a good time doing it. It did pretty well online. It kind of like got got some like traction. It went it went viral. Remember Bryce did your video? Oh, it did go viral. Not, okay, not, not really. Like, I mean, it got what like is a, viral anyway? It doesn't. Yeah, matter. I don't know what yeah. the threshold is, no. but like, it's like people watched it. It, like it, it got watched. Yeah, it gave you a fever. Gave me a fever. <laughs> and uh, so, I basically sent that. Got Bryce. Uh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I sent that short film to the manager, and that was like, okay, that was what it took to be like, okay, come meet with us. And the, the the guy I met with was the guy who produced Juno and um, Thank You for Smoking and it's Jason Reitman's mm. producer Mason Novick and he was like he was like my manager and this woman Michelle and so like, I met with them at Soho House I'm like man I'm on top of the world this is amazing I signed with them and then like I signed with Gersh which is an agency that's like pretty big and reputable and I'm like yeah I'm doing it like I made it like I'm about to get paid which just by the way like. He's right. Like getting this is part of what's so insane about all of this is very, very few people ever even get to that point, right? Right. Like very few people yeah. were yeah, like, like signed by to, reputable yeah. people. Yeah. I'm just saying the number of people trying to do it it's, versus the number of people doing it already. There's a huge cutoff. There's point a huge there. cutoff point. That's and, what I'm trying and, to say. And, and I felt yeah. like I felt like that was a huge accomplishment. And I realize now like it was a necessary step, right? But it didn't change my life like at well, all it was a huge accomplishment the right, same way right. that playing in like the mcdonald's all-star team is a huge accomplishment but like we've all seen hoop dreams and that yeah. doesn't mean that you go to the nba yeah, you know what i mean like living right. yeah and so basically that happens cut to uh sorry cut to like the next year and a half i'm i'm teaching i'm actually like i become like a full-time kindergarten teacher Oh no. Which was honestly kind of amazing. Like mm. I I really love those kids and that was actually a very gratifying experience. But of course, I'm like, it's humbling. Like I'm not mm-hmm. that's not what I moved out here to be doing. And sure. with which each, I got signed. What am I doing? Yeah, here? like what yeah. am I doing and like it the kind of kind of disconnect sure. of like what I'm doing when I'm not teaching and what I'm doing when I am teaching. Uh and then every year that passes after AFI, you start to feel like the heat turn up like the pressure mm. start cooking and like financially and like my wife is working jobs that she does not want to be working. She's making tons of sacrifices. She's getting very stressed out. It's we're you know, there's, I won't get into all this, but there was things that kind of like that fell through that I thought were going to happen. I got screwed right. by a producer that I did a bunch of free work for adapting this novel. And you know, like all this stuff starts happening, but I'm all the while, like I'm making more short films. I just keep making stuff. I made this short film night swim and I, I hmm. made this short film, Soon You Will Be Gone, which is a sci-fi film that I did. I adapted the short story of this kind of well-known uh, novelist and like screenwriter. Named Harlan Coben. Harlan Coben. Uh, you actually might know him. His name is Nick Antosca. He does that show, Channel Zero, um, on Sci-Fi Channel. He's like the creator of that show. And he like wrote a Friday the 13th movie. He was a writer on Hannibal. Hmm. So like in, and, but he was like a Yale graduated novelist that had like all this like literary cred but happened to like love horror stuff. So he has mm. like, he's like the most like art house in, intellectual, like horror guy out there and everyone like ups, uh, respects him. And 
and he like wanted me to adapt his short story. So I was like, that's amazing. Like I, he's kind of doing what I feel like I could be doing or want to be doing. So I adapted that short story for Nick, which is a great experience. I'm very proud of the short film, but it got sent around town and got me a lot of meetings and help it was very helpful, but it never got released publicly for a variety of kind of political reasons. Um, Trump. <laughs> don't, don't, don't out me. Yeah, it, it, it Trump starred in it. Um, and he didn't like the way he looked in the cut, so he, uh, mm. he kiboshed it. We all make mistakes. We've uh, I've hired Harvey Weinstein three separate <laughs> times. I keep thinking he's going to get his shit together, and then he keeps messing hey, me it's, up. It's, you this know, time. Seven times 77, man. Yeah, you know, exactly. Mm. Okay, mm. We're, we're getting too granular. I made a bunch of short films, whatever. No, no. I, this is actually fascinating. I, and I think the the process of, like, what is a career in filmmaking? Like, this is a thing that people don't know. Like, yeah. you hear a guy, you know, the director that you like. Well, how does that guy even exist? You know, where did this guy come from? You don't hear yeah. about the failures, the the guy or teaching if you, kindergarten. Or if you do, you hear about it 15 years later and, and, and the, yeah. the entire period of failure, maybe even if it was seven years, 30 years later, seven years just isn't that detailed yeah, when the bad. other 23 years yeah. are like you killing it. You know what I mean? Right. And the guy, it it's so hard to listen to the guy flying on the private jet, chomping a cigar. Like, yeah, I used to teach kindergarten. <laughs> like, right. okay, man. Cool. Yeah. I mean, I mean, and the thing throughout this whole time period that, so uh, Isaiah and I have this friend and kind of mentor, his name is Scott teams. And he kept telling me like, look, every year run a diagnostic and look at your year and see if there's measurable progress. And I kept looking at my year being like, man, like I'm not making a living, but I, I am having measurable progress. Like I'm making short films at a higher level with more reputable, established people. Like I'm taking mm. more meetings. Um, and then basically a, a kind of a turning point was we found out we were pregnant mm. and it was a surprise. But we've been married for five years, but it's like we're also not financially like salient at this point. We're just kind of scraping by the best we can. Like we're, sure. we're, we're living, but it's like we don't feel like we're uh, stable enough to introduce another human under our responsibility. And then that happened and I was freaking out and I was honestly like in complete denial. I was yeah. on this TV show. I, I was shooting, I was on this TV show called face off, which is on the sci-fi channel. And I was like a guest director. I was directing a short film with these special effect makeup artists. And like, I was like on two episodes. I was on the season finale for two episodes and I was like the, up and coming horror director like that comes on board and like creates this monster and like this makeup artist has to deliver my vision and basically in the cut you're, you're sounding like you're mocking it but that sounds sick <laughs> and i'm proud of you i, I am mocking <laughs> it but it, it but it actually was a really fun experience it was like i did yeah, like this like cool. 1920s period piece horror film that was like my version of there would be blood if by drilling into the earth with it by their kind of untethered ambition and greed they unearth an ancient um ground dwelling subterranean creature because oh, they, they my gosh i want to see this movie <laughs> it, hold the phone though, it dude. That i got that phone call i told you about zay yeah. this yep. morning i my lifelong friend I, we mm. do not have time to talk about this today because it's a longer conversation i don't want to bore bryce about yeah. not okay. boring but it, it's just a different conversation but part of what he wanted to talk to me about was agartha Ooh, which is that? the idea of the civilization in the hollow earth. Ooh. Oh, interesting. Which is sort of what you just alluded to. Yeah. I mean, he wasn't basically. telling me like, 
drop everything and let's go there. We were just talking about it, like in, as a concept. And it, also, we talked about chaos magic and all this other Dude, shit I, that we talked about. It's just bizarre that you brought up that that like exact concept well, that you I never w- talked I about. I want to know morning. more about Agartha. And, and we'll get there. We'll, we'll get there. But anyway, so I'm, I I was doing this short film. Let, let's just really quick, quick yeah. Zay interlude. Yes. Um. <laughs> We still haven't gotten to the point where Bryce has done anything interesting enough to talk about on this show. Sorry. Other, I'm no, I'm totally you can edit all of this. You can I'm totally kidding. I'm totally kidding. I'm, I'm on totally this podcast kidding. every week. No, 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 no. I'm totally joking. I actually was saying that completely as a joke because I actually think typically this is the part that doesn't get talked about on yeah. these types of podcasts. And it's like, oh, great. That, like we just said. So I was actually making a total joke because I think <laughs> if anyone is bored, sorry, but like to me, this is exactly the kind of yeah, stuff we yeah, want to yeah. be talking about because it's like otherwise. It's not, yeah. Anyway, so if anyone's pricey. bored, fuck you. I'm, I'm not sorry. This oh. is my life. We're talking Bryce, about. We don't say the <laughs> f word at our audience. I'm we totally say joking. it. You should probably fast forward. Just hit that 15 second jump. 15 second jump about oh, 10 man. times, and you'll be good. Okay. Okay. So and we're back. so so basically, this show they're making me look like a crazy person because that's the drama of the show is like right. the episode one part one of the finale ends with a crazy set of notes for me being like basically change everything in no time and like makes me look like a megalomaniac dictator crazy person because it's because it's reality tv yeah, they want yeah. drama well and also sure. the reason they're setting up the, the the cliffhanger like that is because our film ended up winning the whole thing so they want it to look like Oh, how is he ever going to recover with this crazy director? And oh, that was this guy's they, such a mess, but he pulls it out. They, they pull, he pulls it out. So this is all going on. That's I'm crazy. stressed out of my mind, and like people are like attacking me on Twitter, and it's all this craziness. And then we find out that like we're pregnant, and I'm just I just handled it very badly. I was in and time. the cameras were rolling. Cameras are rolling. Like it's there's all... like a camera crew at Bryce's house <laughs> when his out. wife tells him that yeah. she's pregnant. It shows and it's... the pregnancy test. And I don't believe it. I say take another one and don't go to the dollars. The dollar store, buy the nice one. <laughs> Go to Walgreens which, this time. I'm not exactly sure which chunk of that is true, but I don't know that it matters. That's all, that's all true. Um, and anyway, here's the thing that happened. I reacted badly, but that did mark a kind of a cosmic turning point where directly after that, I was hired to be in this writer's room for a production company that made like. Wanted that Angelina Jolie movie and Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter and Unfriended and Ben Hur like uh, this big mm. Russian American production company. I was hired in a writer's room with five other writers to break story and do and write treatments and build out concepts for ideas. That they, what does break story mean? Basically, like they have like the rights to a novel that they own, and then a bunch of writers sit around and talk about how it could be a movie, or they have like a gotcha. one sentence pitch of like. A girl like live streams her exploration of an abandoned asylum, and you're like, "How would that be a movie?" And um, mm. and then we would like mm. write treatments to try and flesh that into like movie structure. It's um, mm. John. It's basically what we need to do next with Stoner Ghost. <laughs> yes, yeah. Stoner Ghost. You got my notes. Yep, I- I'm a huge advocate for that project. <laughs> <laughs> you think Stoner? You think Stoner Ghost has got some juice? Huh? I do. I think John. I want to. I want to take a quick beat and uh, and yep. share something. Um, all those who listened to last episode will remember. Uh, the villain's name in Stoner Ghost, the movie High Spirits. John texted me this morning at about you know pretty early my time. He said, "He said, bro, I know you think I don't do any prep work, but every night before the show, I make some notes, extensive, serious notes for the next day, so I can hit the ground running and really execute a stellar podcast." Yes. <laughs> 
And then he sent me a screenshot of his notes. It says, Big Lou Diabetes Commercial in all caps. And then Beelzenug. (laughs) Jokes? Dot, 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 question mark? Those are his notes. (laughs) I woke up this morning in a daze and I looked at my thing. I was like, dude, this is unusable. I don't even remember what the Big Lou commercial. I was going to bring it up, but it's It's apropos of absolutely nothing. (laughs) So anyway, um, I love Beelzenug. Beelzenug is the villain. Um, And uh, Bryce, you'll you'll appreciate this also. There are literally zero hits on Google when you search Beelzenug that are meant to be that are on purpose. Yeah, there's there's one that's a typo. A thing. What? I was otherwise, Beelzenug is completely non-existent on the internet. It does not Dude. exist. I was shocked by that because it seems so obvious. I haven't looked up Beelzebud. I Ooh, thought about that. Too. And the other one was, what was the other one? Beelza marijuana. That one's not so great. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Bryce. So Bryce got hired to write yeah. he, he, Bryce, do you want to talk about the movie that you yeah, made? Yeah, okay. So from that, from that writer's room that got uh, that was in they 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 tapped me they tapped me to write and direct they tapped him on the shoulder they, they were tapped like Bryce, me. Bryce yeah Bryce I want to talk to you Bryce 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 like Bryce Bryce I want to talk to you Bryce 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 I want to talk to you and they basically hired Bryce, me to write to, uh, and direct uh, a feature Bryce that was one of the Bryce. ideas that we broke in that writer's room Bryce Bryce yeah Bryce yeah I want to talk to you what? about about what Bryce yeah Bryce what what are you waiting for keep the story going. Oh. That movie, I made that movie, the shot in Minnesota. It may never get released. Mm. What's it called? <laughs> it it is finished. It's called Followed. I think I'm allowed to say that because it has been in in Isn't movies. that crazy? Bryce that crazy. made a whole movie that might never get released. Yeah. All you independent aspiring filmmakers out there, you're effed. You're tremble. Wow, Just that's kidding. But it was like it was a very small movie that was the log line that I just pitched you, which was it's all done on a phone screen. So like the, the screen is the reality of the movie. So we're seeing text right. messages and Google searches and Google map shit. And it's through a teenage girl's phone who's an aspiring viral star. And she live streams her exploration of an abandoned mental hospital to get famous, basically to get wow. people watching. And she goes deeper and deeper into the building. The number of viewers rises and rises and rises to like near a thousand. And they're all like egging her on being like, go explore that creepy hallway. Go down to the basement. Do this urban legend at the ele- elevator on the fourth floor, and she's kind of being coaxed into it. It's and what we find idea. out at the midpoint is that the people that are communicating with her via the live stream are actually all dead. Oh, yep, they're they're all ghosts. That's that a have great idea. Passed over the years, mm. and they're communicating through the technology, and they have a sinister intent for luring her into mm. this. So that's the kind of it's a concept idea, and and I had a good time. I had a really good experience doing it, kind of until post. Uh, but yeah, uh, it's over. That sounds I got, really cool. Yeah, dude, it might, and who knows? It might see the light of day at some point. But that was my first that's... feature, and I got paid to do it. And I was like, felt like, oh my gosh, like I'm supporting my family. But then, as post stretched on and on and on, the money that I made to do that got thinner and thinner and thinner. And yet, I mm. still had an obligation to finish the movie, and they just wanted more and more and more out of it. And it became a very stressful and tumultuous thing for me and my marriage. <clears throat> so anyway, so that 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 happened. That might still get released. We shall see. And honestly, like, I was grateful for the opportunity. I had a good experience with the producers. I'm not bad-mouthing that. Like, I needed that to happen. But yeah. the, the reality was that was last year. And we've, we finished at the end of October. And by December, we took a six-week trip away from L.A. 
and we're very seriously talking about leaving and moving back to Tennessee dun, dun, or, dun. or moving to Oregon or moving back in with like parents. Like we were literally like we're desperate for a job. We don't know when the next thing is you're going to get paid on. There's all these in the background. So in the background, Florida man had sold to Sundance. I got paid to write six episodes, but I was writing those while I was in post on the feature. And like, that was great, but it was a very small show. It was a, like a short form show. So there were like 10 to 15 minute episodes which means that you don't get paid a lot for that. It was an amazing experience. It developed that whole show. But, and I just found out that fall, like right when the movie ended, I found out a couple weeks later that the show was not greenlit. And I thought, I was convinced, I was, well, I was sure the next thing I was going to be doing after the feature was going to Florida for three months and shooting Florida Man, which would have been mm. so freaking awesome. <laughs> like I was, yeah. that was like my passion project that was so personal to me. And then I found out that like AMC, did not they thought it was too ambitious and too crazy and that we couldn't do it for our budget so they just they crushed it and and I was like well now what do I do like I don't get paid now to direct those episodes um what am I going to do and we were in this kind of crisis of what's next and is this even a sustainable career we were coming off a very stressful time finishing that movie and we're like we don't know like we don't know if we're going to even keep doing this anymore um yeah so on that on that cliffhanger of a note I think I'm going to end up splitting this episode into two. Oh, God. So you don't say. That's sorry, what we always do. Now. No, so we sorry. we do that. No, no, no. We do it all the time. It's fine. Um, so what I'm going to do is, um, well, we're going to end it. We're going to end it right here. We're going right, to. Um, Bryce is going to play heaven. us a quick song, and uh, after he plays us this song, we're going to come back and we're going to release that next one. Uh, release that next one in a few days. Bryce, can you play us out? We were still in our teens I was an arrogant punk ass Riding my skateboard barefoot to class And you were my Tennessee queen You had your heart so fucked up by a dad Who could never love you And though he was just like me Oh no, not really, but maybe Just a little bit more than we could ever foresee But we tangled up our problems And we ran the mountains all night And oh we fell asleep in the leaves But I can never love someone the way that I love you But wouldn't hate you if you left me Wouldn't hate you if you left me, baby Wouldn't hate you if you left me Wouldn't hate you if you left me, baby And then here's the part that my wife sings How'd it go? I know it it was a summer wedding We packed all of our shit in that little baby satin And then we drove across the Mississippi I didn't know what I wanted But I hoped that I would find it And I found that you were nothing like me I just wanted a slow life And you just wanted a good time And then we were a family of three I can never love someone the way that I love you, but I just want us to be happy. I just want us to be happy, baby. I just want us to be happy. I just want us to be happy, baby. I just want us to be happy. I just want us to be happy, baby. Something like that. It's, that's not the full thing. Beautiful.
Dude, that's a very good song, seriously. Well, um, all right, so I'm going to take us out real quick. Uh, guys, this has been a great episode. Thanks for tuning in. Bryce Thanks, McGuire. John. We're coming Thanks, back. Isaiah. Real quick, I'm going to do the credits because I don't feel like recording them later. We're sitting here right now. I'm going to do all the credits, baby. Uh, the show was produced by me. It always is, guys. I'm going to stop crediting myself at some <laughs> point. But one day we're going to have to credit somebody else. Uh, opening music is The Get Down by Summer Dregs. Closing song, Bryce, what do you call that closing song? I don't know. Bri- Untitled by Bryce McGuire. And uh, what else? That's it. This has been a production of Mama Bear Studios. We'll be back in a few days. It's your boy.